Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess, Tanai, and I'm an intuitive coach. I help people feel fully self-expressed in their lives and relationships by learning to accept and love every part of themselves. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal my own commitment phobia, to find out that there's actually no such thing. I'm ready to share everything that I've learned. So this podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia. So drop all your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to really create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Commitment Phobe. I'm your hostess, Tanai Milgram, and I'm an intuitive coach. I help people feel fully self-expressed in their lives and their relationships by learning to accept and love every part of themselves. I'm so excited to finally talk about commitment phobia to the public because if you know me as a friend or you've coached me or you've been my therapist or you've dated me even, you know that commitment phobia is something that I cannot stop talking about. Ever since I thought that I had commitment phobia. It was something that was really a big part of my identity. And it really inspired my journey to work on myself and even to become a coach because I desperately wanted to be in a relationship and to be vulnerable with someone and intimate with someone. Yet there were all these things, inexplicable things in the way that kept me from wanting to be in a committed relationship with someone else. So I'm really excited to talk about everything that I've learned for myself and from others in the past 10 years about what's really going on when someone is, quote-unquote, a commitment phobe. So the first thing that I'm going to say is a big spoiler alert, which is that there's actually no such thing as commitment phobia. I know, it's funny. I'm starting this podcast called Commitment Phobe, and it's actually going to be about everything but commitment phobia, because there's no such thing as fearing commitments. And trust me, you're probably thinking to yourself that there's no way because you've definitely dated a commitment phobe or you are a commitment phobe. And I felt the same exact way until I sat on the couch in front of my therapist and she asked me, well, do you have any trouble keeping your commitments to your friends or to your jobs or hobbies or goals? And I said, well, no, not really. And that's when it really hit me that it wasn't just about commitments. There was definitely a lot more going on that I, at least in that moment, didn't understand. So I'm really excited to share everything that I've learned with you and speak to the different sex therapists and coaches and therapists and relationship experts and healers that I spoke to on my journey and meet some new ones to dive deep into what really happens when people can't create an intimate connection with someone else and be vulnerable. So I should probably mention first, for those who don't know what the term commitment phobia is, which is the fear of any kind of commitment made to other people. And when I'm talking about commitment phobia, I mean it in a romantic sense, So commitment phobia is a term that gets thrown around a lot in the dating world. You know, if you start dating someone and they ghost you out of nowhere, then they're a commitment phobe. Or if someone breaks up with you suddenly after years of dating them, then they're definitely a commitment phobe. 
Or, you know, that person who's never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they're definitely a commitment phobe. And there's a lot of articles floating around around 10 ways to spot a commitment phobe or how to tell if you're dating a commitment phobe or how to avoid one. And that's exactly how I was introduced to the term. I was 21 years old. And after dating a little bit, I realized that I had some pretty bizarre recurring patterns that definitely weren't normal and were sabotaging my chances of being in a committed, happy relationship. You know, all I wanted at the time was find a boyfriend and fall in love. And I was in college and I just had so many dreams about finding my boyfriend in college. Yet I had all these really unhealthy things that would show up. And they kept showing up in every single one of my relationships. So I realized, okay, there's definitely something going on here. And so here's the pattern. I would feel crazy about someone, really like them, you know, just regular falling for someone and getting closer to them. And then the moment that they shared how much they liked me or they showed their vulnerability, from day to night, I would suddenly find them extremely unattractive like physically unattractive, emotionally did not feel anything for them anymore. And it's almost like it was like cringy. You know when you watch a a rom-com from Hallmark and it just feels really exaggerated and gross and it kind of makes you cringe and you can't keep watching anymore? That's sort of how it felt when someone would tell me how much they liked me. And it made no sense to me. So on one hand, I would keep dating them to try to figure out what's going on. And on the other hand, I could not wait to be away from them. So I was pretty much lying to them. And knowing that I was lying to them and pretending like I liked them as much as they liked me made me extremely anxious. So the pattern is that I really liked them. They would tell me that they were falling for me. And suddenly I didn't want to be with them anymore. So I'd find ways to separate myself from them like avoid answering their text messages or canceling plans, starting to hang out with other people, eventually emotionally cheating on them. Like I'd start talking to other guys and start telling my friends how much I didn't like this guy that I was dating and come up with the reasons of why I should break up with them. All while thinking this does not make any sense. I'm just going to keep hanging on and see what's going on. I'm not going to trust my thoughts because they're completely illogical. How could I suddenly stop liking someone? But the anxiety of lying to them and pretending would become way too overwhelming. So one day, I would just abruptly break up with them and then feel completely fine. It was like the biggest relief. So this person would be completely heartbroken, and I'd just be over it. It wouldn't matter if I dated them for a couple weeks or a couple months. All I cared about was that I felt better now was that I got this thing that was choking me and making me feel trapped, and I took it away. I could move on with my life, and I didn't mean to hurt them, but I just couldn't help it. Until it happened enough times that I said, okay, this is definitely hurting me and absolutely hurting them, so there has to be something going on here. So I Googled up all these symptoms, and there was a name that I could give to it, commitment phobia. And honestly, it was really, really relieving. I finally didn't have to feel weird. I just knew I had this psychological condition, and so there must be a way that I could treat it. Although most search results on Google will tell you that once a commitment phobe, always a commitment phobe. But I was never one to give up on what I want. I still am not. 
And so I said, okay, I want to be in a committed relationship. I see that for myself. So all that I need to do is go to therapy for a couple months. And I'm sure, you know, in just a couple months, this will all be healed. And I will go back to having the boyfriend of my dreams. Oh, how cute I was. Little did I know that it would take me a decade to fully understand something that is very simple and very complex at the same time, which is that in the end of the day, and here's spoiler number two, this whole thing that we call commitment phobia really all has to do with accepting and loving yourself. So really, behind what we see as commitment phobia is a fear of intimacy, fear of being seen, childhood attachment styles, self-love, our relationship with our parents. It could be something generational. And at least in my case, self-expression. I realized that in my case, I just didn't feel safe or comfortable in showing a lot of these sides of myself in relationships because I didn't have any approval for them. So I'd start dating someone and only show them the qualities that I thought they'd like to see, like my agreeableness, my sweetness, my sexiness, my body only when it looked good. I wanted them to love me, so I only showed them what I thought they would love. I wouldn't show them my anger or my frustration or my neediness or my flaws. I never disagreed with them. I never complained. I never asked too much from them. I was never too loud or I was never too quiet. I was basically trying to be perfect. And I didn't see it at the time, but what I was basically saying was, there's no way that that person is going to love me exactly as I am and exactly as I'm not. So the moment that someone would tell me that they loved me, it was like I was trapped in this prison that I fully made for myself, you know, where I didn't feel free to be myself because I was just trying to be perfect all the time. So that sense of associating a commitment with a feeling of being trapped or a feeling of being suffocated was really something that I was creating for myself. It was a sense of feeling like I would have to pretend and act and only show certain sides of myself forever. And that's when I would start having resentment for them. Like, you don't love me. You just love all these things that I've shown you. You, you just liked the way that I've acted for you to like me. And since they never saw those sides of me, just didn't feel safe to just show up and say, hey, I actually have all these things that are bothering me and I'd like to talk to you about them because I felt a lot safer for me to just pack up my bags and go to rip off the bandaid and never look back and then move on to the next one and never have to really deal with those vulnerable things that were happening behind the scenes. So in the end of the day, if I had approval for all those things that I wasn't showing, like my anger or my frustration, then I wouldn't be scared that someone else wouldn't have approval for them or, or would reject me or wouldn't accept me. So that's why at the end of the day, it all comes back to self-love and acceptance and being able to love all those parts of yourself that you've neglected and you've denied and you've hated and you've shamed. And once you can do that, then you can let in someone else's love. Then you can think about creating intimacy with someone and being vulnerable with someone else without feeling like opening up to someone is a threat to your safety or a threat to your well-being. 
So in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my own story with intimacy, self-love, and relationships, and how it all led me to love every part of me until I wasn't afraid that others wouldn't. And I'm hoping that this resonates with other people listening to the podcast. Because it's not just those people who avoid relationships or who can't commit to relationships that struggle with fear of intimacy or fear of being rejected or fear of being seen. We all have that on some level. And that's what I've realized too, that I thought that this phobia thing was like, you know, this anomaly. And what I came to understand and realize is that we all have our own journey. We all have our own scars in coming back to loving ourselves and from that place being able to let love in and love others. So I am so excited and I'm bringing in the coaches and healers and therapists and relationship experts and friends, even past lovers and so many more so that they each give their take on what it takes to have the relationship, communication, self-expression and intimacy that works for each and every one of us. Hopefully together we can all debunk the idea that there's such a thing as commitment phobia and understand how to heal wounds that keep us from creating intimate connections with each other. So we'll see where this journey takes us. I really hope that with this podcast, it gives you access to having more approval of yourself and wherever you are in your relationship or in your lack of relationship And opening your mind about intimacy and connection and vulnerability and sex. I hope it sparks your curiosity and understanding what's important to you when you create relationships and when you're vulnerable and intimate with others. And if you yourself feel like you have some issues in connecting with other people and committing to other people, I would love for you to come with an open mind and put aside everything that you know when you're listening And listen for the possibility that it's not as simple as someone who can be in a relationship and someone who can't. That there's actually some things that are subconsciously running the way that you've been relating to other people that you may not even be aware of that are running the show and are running the way that you protect yourself from being hurt or you create relationships in a way that feels safe to you but aren't very intimate or vulnerable. So I am so excited and I cannot wait to bring on all my guests and meet new guests that come along the way. And for everyone else that comes along this journey, it's something that is really just about time that I started because it's been 10 years in the making and I've learned so much about it and have so many stories to share about my personal journey. I am very much an open book. I love putting it all on the table and giving you an insight on my thoughts and my feelings and how I personally work through different things. So I'm really honored to be having this platform to share my story and hear other people's stories. And there's going to be a lot of laughs and there's going to be a lot of vulnerable shares about some things that I did in the past and some things that other people will be sharing about. And I really just want to thank you, the listener, for hopping on here and listening to this episode. And I hope you tune in for more. And I'm so excited for this ride. See you next time. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. So together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.